Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we are talking about how to work on low-budget features and getting movies made on our own. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological horror feature film The Dare and World of Darkness vampire feature documentary and producer of the dark comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Christian James and Dan Richardson are filming, but ace cinematographer Andrew Roger is back. Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> With a bang. Where have you been? What have you been up to? Oh man, it's been busy. It's been good. Yeah? Yeah, shooting lots of fashion. Some, I shot some sofas Vogue, again. Vogue, that was Vogue. fun. Sofas? Yeah, uh, I shot a lot of denim. Denim was good. Denim sofas? Yeah. Or? And then I'm off, off for you this week to shoot some more of the dare. We're going to shoot more right. of the dare. Yeah. So exciting, isn't I'm it? excited. I am. Yeah, I can yeah. see. I am, because there's some new stuff we're going to shoot. Well, you know, right? Yeah. It's secret, right? It's... I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how secret this is. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing all the cast again. That's going to be ace, isn't it? Yeah. Any, anything else? No? <laughs> um, borderline. Yeah. Episode. Season. Series season? two. Series That's two. what we're supposed there to talk we go. about. Borderline series two is out now on Channel 5 and also on the Channel 5 On Demand, my five thing, which I'm sure people watch. Uh, it's all available to watch there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it just, it's just been nominated for a National Television Award. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, no big deal. Congrats. No big deal. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a nice uh, Japanese meal in Soho with a friend of mine. It's nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's good times. Do you want to hear about that? No, I'm kind of not. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming at you from Just Voices Studio. It's a brilliant studio, a very reasonably priced. And if you want a central London studio without the central London prices, then this is the place for you. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com and speak to Lee and Simon. Such lovely people here. They will sort you out. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Why not check out our previous shows? Why not listen to the app with acting legend Mark Strong? Chatting about working with directors Ridley Scott, Matthew Vaughan, Danny Boyle, Guy Ritchie and and his failed audition for Bond. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Or the episode with Sam Miller discussing directing Idris Elba and Luther for TV. The Poppy and Staten Cousins Row episode talking about getting their short film on HBO channel. And their upcoming A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Or Oscar winner Mark Sanger telling us how to edit Gravity and Transformers and win an Oscar for doing it. Or why not the Phil Hawkins episode who made a feature film in two days and his wonderful time directing horror legend Robert England. Now that's a quality back catalogue. And if that's not enough... You can listen to Andrew Roger himself, the man who's here talking about cinematography in episode three, I think. I don't know. It's ages ago, isn't it? It's ages ago, and it's it's amazing. Get downloading, listen, and do subscribe and write a nice review while you're there. Why not? I've just worked out my chair goes down. Yeah? Great. <laughs> Made my day. Did they? Yeah. Well, now you're the right level yeah, for this. Yeah, great. Really good. <laughs> really good. Really good. Um, our guest today excited it's a director and actor james kermack now james is an actor writer and director heading from east london he's worked in over 100 theater productions more recently he worked on television and film appearing in tim burton's miss Pellegrine's home for peculiar children uh dead in a week or your money back starring tom wilkinson and christopher eccleston rise of the foot soldier three 
off-piste <laughs> Doctor Who opposite Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Your performance is hilarious. Oh, like yeah. Uh, Russell T. Davis's Cucumber and Monty Python legend Terry Jones is absolutely anything with Simon Pegg. His debut feature as writer and director Hilo Joe will be released on November the 24th and he's in prep for his multi-million pound second feature Knuckle Dust. Welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast, James Kermack. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo! I did not realise that Every credit would be said. No, that, that wasn't every credit. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Whoa, uh, the list goes on. I could have actually gone on, but they were the better ones. Yeah, they're the good ones. They don't name the other ones. <laughs> so, Rise of the Foot Soldier 3, let's... Let's open with that. Let's open with that. <laughs> Uh, look, this, this podcast is all about helping people make films, get off their asses, and try and make a feature film and it's one of the hardest things you can ever do um, and we want to try and help people get to that place and absolutely understand what it goes into it um, so let's start with you how did you become a filmmaker you started off as an actor we've gone through your list of credits what, what was your journey uh, so basically I was at, uh, as you've seen from some of my credits there and uh, if you watch some of the stuff I'm in it's, it's you know there's one scene or you know some stuff got cut sure. so you <laughs> see my face but that's fine but I was working for a long time in the just wasn't getting the parts, wasn't getting the parts that I really wanted to do. And mm-hmm. so my mate Joe convinced me to write a film and we'd try and get it produced and so on and so forth. And so I wrote Knuckle Dust with the aim for me to be in it. Mm-hmm. But as you've mentioned, it's become a multi-million pound feature now. Which is great. And we'll me, talk about that. Yeah, that and me great. leading that is now very difficult. So we've actually got mm-hmm. a new cast for that and I'm now directing it. Excellent. Then with me directing it, that became troublesome because it was my first feature and I was mm-hmm. trying to get a multi-million pound feature off the ground. Sure. Nightmare. So I decided to write and direct something much smaller, much more contained uh, to prove that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how Hilo Joe came about. Great. The first short was actually, uh, I co-directed it with a guy called Matthew Bartlett. Uh, it was called Memory Loss. And the idea was we had zero budget, uh, no money. I borrowed a, a mini DV camera off a director friend of mine. Um, and basically we tried to shoot something in three hours with zero budget. And so we basically built a dolly track using YouTube videos. Uh, you, is, actual <laughs> videos themselves? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, was it steady? It was brutal. <laughs> uh, it was a huge piece of wood that we used. Nice. I mean, we tried taking it on shoots and it it was just like, wow, this is heavy. Mm. And when we couldn't afford, you know, transport to get to shoots, it would be me and him walking down Archway High Road wow. with a giant bit of wood Amazing. and track. Wow. That, I think that's been burnt. Um, ah. It was a terrible, terrible piece of equipment. But um, but it worked, though. I mean, it, it worked in this one in this one thing that we did. And um, so we shot this film for in three hours. You know, no lights, no sound. We used a bit of voiceover and stuff. Uh, I think the only thing that cost us any money was my nephew was in it. And he was like six. And he made sure he basically haggled and said i'll do it for lion bars <laughs> so that was it um how many did you give him I mean, three three oh, right yeah it was a, you know it was, a, yeah. it was an easy haggle it was a contractual thing but it, it was fine <laughs> um he actually refused to work until he saw the lion bars in hand yeah, yeah so uh, I, you know I respect that so i understand yeah, contracts yeah. now yeah. we're really on top of that mm-hmm. and that got picked up for nominated for a few awards at encounters film festival in bristol mm-hmm. uh, which we're quite surprised about and we went to see it there and it was easily the lowest budget thing in the category of short films. Everything else was like really high end animation or beautifully shot on, you know, Alexa or something. And then you've got ours that come on on a big screen. We were like, ooh, <laughs> mini DV, huh? Uh, that's what we're shooting on, huh? Not pixelated, huh? Whoa. Yeah, nice. oh, we've just learned to grade, I see. Uh, <laughs> so we. Went over that and that was good. And then basically a trajectory load of uh, music promos in between that, mm-hmm. um, all narrative based to try and 
tell a good story in three minutes, which I think I think music premises especially are, are great when you're building up to do a feature. Because if you can tell a story just visually and in such a short period of time, uh, I think it's great training ground for anyone. And then the last short I did was after High Low, end of last year, shot Bucking Hell, which is, uh, again, it was shot, to be fair, for just under a grand in mm-hmm. 10 hours. And it was a story that I'd written for theatre about eight years ago. And the producers asked me if I wanted to do anything. And I was like, I would like to get this out of my system. So it's a film set beneath a boat. Yeah, four guys trapped in a boat. Yeah, four guys trapped in a boat that's uh, sinking, basically. And there's one life jacket. And they have managed to carve together from bits around the boat a really badly made version of uh, Buckaroo. So they're all playing Buckaroo to see who gets the life jacket. Brilliant. Brilliant. When you first... Like jumping back a little bit, when you first stepped on set as a director, I mean, obviously it sounds like you directed theatre anyway, so mm. it doesn't sound like it was an, too much of an issue for you. Yeah. But in terms of cameras, obviously you did, you know, a DV cam and stuff. But um, what what was going through your mind? Did you did you plan your shots? Did you know what you wanted to do? Yeah, we. St- I mean, we storyboarded everything. I mean, I'm horrific at drawing, so storyboarding is like really, really basic. I can't wait to have a storyboard artist because it's, you, you know, my stuff sometimes is like, this is the shot, guys. Like, what's the what's the shot? What's happening? This is just circles and stick men. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty bad. Andy normally says, "Yeah, you're you're right with them." You go, I understand what you're trying the to thing do. Is man, like I feel like as long as you can explain with words, mm. or if I do a thing, you're like, "Yeah, that's it." Yeah, yeah that. then uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, point, right? as long as you get there in the end, I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so we did shoot it. I mean, there, there was one shot that was. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to draw a, a shot of it going, uh, moving down our actress from uh, moving up the actress from the feet up to the head on a music video we were doing because it was like a, a modern day cowboy noir. So it was that classic shot of moving mm. up. And I tried to draw the shot up this woman, three panels. And I mean, it was like, a, you know, mix match. So it was just like <laughs> this huge legs, and this tiny little body, and one eye. Yeah, so, and Who is sh- this girl? Yeah, we she showed it to the ace. actress. She was like, this is after you'd cast me. And I was like, no, 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 this is just the shot. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible at drawing. Yeah. 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 And what was your feeling on that set? Did, when you were doing it, did you think, okay, this this could be good. I'm, I'm enjoying being a director. How did you fall into it? I enjoyed, I think as an actor after a while, you get to, I think some actors get to a point where they're in control of their career a little bit and, you know, they get to pick and choose and have a bit more artistic control of what they're doing. I wasn't getting that as an actor. And so... I enjoy the creative control. I like, you know, I like being in charge of if a mistake's being made, I can say that's my mistake and I'm absolutely fine with that. But, you know, there's a couple of points I worked with a couple of directors who you were just like, it was infuriating. And um, they would either treat people badly or, you know, be making, making you try and do horrific things. And you're kind of like, well, I mean, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to be in charge of a set and hopefully everyone has a nice time and, enjoys it and goes away wanting to work with you again like i consistently seem to have the same team that comes back mm. to work so i've kind of built a team over a period sure, of time yeah. so it feels you know when you get together to do a shoot everyone's excited to come because you're seeing your friends and blah blah, blah. Mm. and you're hopefully shooting something really nice as well exactly yeah mm. you know it can't just be friends because if it's if, if someone shoots <laughs> terrible stuff you as much as you love them, uh, yeah. you know. It's I'm like, not coming again. I can't. And they're still a good friend, Charles. Huh? And they're still <laughs> really good friends, Andy. <laughs> I think we talked about this before. I mean, it is really important to build your team, and 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 definitely, if you're not an asshole. Can I say asshole? I never really asked you if I can say asshole. I think you just have. Yeah, yeah but you can take. You can take. You can always take an asshole out. No, you oh, can never you take can, an asshole out. You, you you're stuck with an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> 
Oh, God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it's important. And it's nice to hear that because uh, I think that's quite a rare thing. I think ten, sets tend to be stressful, ego-filled places. It's, yeah. So, but, you, but you feel like your sets are more, like a more of a chill place and more of a... Yeah, more of a chill place and also more... Like, yeah, it's my name, at the, you know, at the beginning of the film is my name. But at the end of the day, it's a very collaborative process and everyone is doing a very specific job that I can't do. Sure. You know, you have a good cinematographer come in, as you know, and, you know, I say, I want it to look like this. <laughs> and then they make it look like that. Mm-hmm. I would just get out like a, a lamp. And a DV a, 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 a torch. <laughs> and a, you know, it's, it's, it's candles again. Candles. You can't have candles in every shot. Um, you a know, fire in the background. Yeah, just do. A, a roaring fire. Yeah. We're outside. It's fine. It's fine. It'll look good. Um, <laughs> but you have very specific jobs and everyone is, is very specialist at what they do. And, sure. you know, I have a lot of respect for that. And I think it did help, as I said, you know, coming from theatre because you have to respect what everyone's doing you know if you, if you can't just walk on as an actor you need someone to do the lights and the sound you need your props to be there and someone is going to do that for you and you know i think uh, and i think theater especially is more of a you get more of a family feel because you're with people for rehearsals and you meet up mm. every night and do the same thing and drink together and stuff and so that was the kind of environment that i really wanted to have on set well you get much more control don't you i mean when and understanding actors as well must have been great because you know what they're going through to get a performance. Mm. If they've got to get emotional, which they certainly do in High Low Joe, or they've got to, you know, jump around energetic. They've yeah. got to be that. Yeah. And you understood that coming from an acting background and you could get them to that place yeah. a lot easier or without shouting at them or without being mean, which it sounds like people have been to you. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, I don't think you have to, obviously some people, you know, do take the piss and you don't have to be mean to them, but I think you do have to, you know, be on the ball and shut that down a little bit. Of course you do. Um, but yeah. uh, e- equally, I think that's that should be the last resort. I don't think that should ever be the first thing that you go to. Like, you know, day one, if you walk and start shouting, it's like, cool, we've got another 32 days of this. This would be, uh, it's going to be awesome. Well, it means uh, that people just don't work as hard for you. If someone's shouting, yeah. you just stop, don't you? It's well, like, shouting well, at people doesn't make do anyone, it. yeah, it's, being supportive makes people want to work for you. Mm-hmm. Shouting at people doesn't do anything except, you know, do your nothing. So, you know, it just angers me, to be honest. As an actor, it really annoys me because you have no right to do that to people. It's just not, you don't do it in the street. Well, some people do do it in the street, but, you know, it's just a strange thing to do. (laughs) I also think it makes it look like you can't control your set if you're just sudden shouting from day one and, Mm-hmm. you know yeah. well, also you know as a director that's what your first AD's for <laughs> that's, that's, yeah that's true but it's about respect as well and I think if you know what you're doing and you know what you you want from the scene mm. the actors the crew everyone will respect that and yeah. sort of go well yeah you don't need to shout because you're talking to me like a human being and yeah. he knows what he wants and yeah and as a director you run the tone of the of the room you know if mm-hmm. it's a quiet scene if you're walking around shouting, then everyone's going to be loud. Yep. If you're walking around and making it more mellow, then everyone's going to get on board with that scene. It helps the actors. It's much easier. If it's energetic, then I might bang back a Red Bull and we're going to get on this. And let's, uh, <laughs> let's do a scene. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy that side of things then, sort of jumping in as director, and especially on the feature? Mm. How did that feel for you? I think your primary job as a director is to listen. I mean, obviously, then you, you make the decisions and talk to everyone and they bring you stuff and you say yes or no but at the end of the day it's to listen you know if actor, some actors need to be they like being told off and, or not told off but like you know told in front of the whole crew and everyone that's not good I like want it like this you're not doing this and they want to prove to everyone that you know mm-hmm. okay cool I'm going to do this and they do it and they're like yeah you like that whereas some actors like to be taken aside and it's one on one and mm-hmm. you know it's your job to kind of work that out on day one you know, cinematographers, first aid, whoever you're working with, everyone's very different and they have different personalities and they can't all adapt. Whilst you're running the room, they can't all adapt to 
you as the director. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the idea is that everyone adapts to each other, but then you are always the person making the decisions at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, the, I suppose there'll be filmmakers all across the world listening, <laughs> yeah. listening to this now. Who? Someone? One just of one them, guy in just, Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Actually, hey man. Actually, <laughs> actually, we've got some followers in Japan, <laughs> New Zealand, hey, Holland. New Zealand, hey, really? Yeah. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Thanks. Well, we're off to Holland. We just got into the uh, Eindhoven Film Festival. There you oh, go. Amazing. Well, if you're there, check it so out. We're yeah. going to be there with Hilo, yeah. There you go. I like that. Great. So, yeah, these people who are out there doing it, some some of them in 2018 are going to go make a movie. Mm. And I think that's brilliant. It's really interesting that people out there can, it can inspire and make a difference. Yeah. I, I think, I, think, I mean, great. this is this is awesome because it, I think it is, sometimes obviously you read interviews and it's, yeah, it's Ridley Scott or, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're amazing. And this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're... It's Ridley Scott or it's Tarantino. Now, you know, back in the day, Tarantino's stories were like amazing because, but now he's, you know, he's big, he's huge. Yeah. So I think it's always quite inspiring to, even if you don't even have to like the film. I mm-hmm. don't think that's the, the point of it. When you, when you hear that someone's struggled to get something made and really worked hard towards it and, you know, put their own money in and stuff like that. At the end of the day, even if you don't like it, they get to go sit in a room in a cinema with their friends and their family and you know what? They get to see the name on the screen, and they did that. And it's a huge achievement, I think, for anyone to to make a, a feature film. It is sure. absolutely. It's a massive achievement. Anyone who does it, it deserves a massive pat on the back. It's yeah. so hard. Um, talking of which, let's talk about High Love Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a powerful romantic sort of drama, really, with sort of psychological edge. Uh, deals with depression. Uh, deals with someone someone's mind a bit. Stars Matthew Stavers, Lizzie Phillips, and then big strong support from Gethin Anthony, who was in Game of Thrones, Tom Bateman, Da Vinci's Demons, Joe Dixon, and Tyler Zuki, if I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> so look, tell us about the story. Pitch the story to us, and then we'll get delve into it so the audience know what it's about. For okay, them. so yeah, so as you said, it's a romantic drama of a psychological edge. It's about this guy, Joe Ridley, who's the life and soul of the party, and he's always drinking, and he's out, and if there's if the pub ends, he brings everyone back to his, and he's having a great time, and he's coming up to 30. Uh, but basically, he has huge mental health problems uh, with depression, which he's managed to hide for a good 15, 20 years by drinking and partying mm. and being the cool guy that he is. Um, and basically, he meets this girl, Ellie, who he falls in love with, and they decide to move in together. And it's for the first time he's in close proximity with someone who sees him when he's down, which he hides from everyone. And so the film was basically him having to deal with that um, and trying not to lose this girl that he loves. But equally, it's about the other side of it. So her, it's about people who don't have depression, who have to deal with someone they love who has depression. And the film was selected as part of the film London Breakthroughs, which was screened at the BFI London last yep. year. It had its world premiere at the prestigious Dinard Film Festival. And the film label had just been the movie. I mean, that's quite an achievement, really. Yeah, I mean, we were re- we've been mega happy with it. I mean, you know, when we started out, we, we had zero money. <laughs> and, you know, things kept going wrong. You know, we lost locations at the last minute. And, you know, we're crew, actors, everything turning up on the Monday. And we lost a location five days before. And wow. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. At one point, the first day they offered us her bungalow very kindly, and I was like, oh "God, a bungalow! Uh, it's a ninety-minute film, all indoors." Mm. And then all this kind of stuff happened, and you know, so getting through the shoot w- was hard work, and everyone grafted. And then finishing it took a long time because you know we did post deals with people, but you know, people were really helping us out. And then basically, yeah, it got picked up for the BFI thing. Um, Because we, you know, at first we didn't have any money to put in into any festivals. That was the other thing, you know. We spent all of our money on the film, and then it was like, oh, cool, I've, I've got a film. Great, Uh, just me watching it then. Yeah. And then when the BFI picked it up, that was fantastic because it was one of, I think, 
maybe four or five films they pick up. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Dinard saw it, which was great. That's where uh, I think we had a, maybe 15 people in the screening. So it was a 9 a.m. screening right. um, at the BFI. Wow. So I was like, and it was the night after the opening night party. <laughs> so oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, but amazingly, yeah, Dinard came. Um, they watched it and they took it. And also our sales agent, uh, the little film company in LA, they came to watch it. So mm-hmm. they picked it up. So for maybe 15 people, it was. Really there were the right fifteen. There people. were the right fifteen. That's people. What's what's let's about. let's jump back a bit to how you actually made it, how you raised the money, how you got the cast. Yeah. Talk us through that from the very beginning of you saying, "Do you know what? I want to make a feature." Well, you obviously want to make your bigger feature, but yeah, the idea was to make something uh, smaller in scale, but still with the same ambitions of visuals and you know story and creative uh, creativity. Um, so what I didn't want to lose was. Like, okay, we're going to do a low-budget film, so we just have two actors and we'll sit in one room and so on and so forth, which which you can do, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I really wanted to show, especially hopefully moving on to the next one, mm. that I, you know, could visually tell a story in a very interesting way. And so basically I started writing the script, and the first thing that came on board was I needed a DOP. Um, I didn't have a DOP, and then I did a short film for a friend of mine called Matt Corbett with uh, Neve Walsh, who's playing opposite me, who was in recently in Jamestown mm, on screen. Great, great TV show. She's a fantastic yeah. actress. Which one's she? She's the one with the curly red hair. The oh, really she's fantastic. One. Names. Yeah, she's yes, really she's great. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant actress. And so I was in that with her. Okay. And this deal, my sister was doing makeup, and she also did makeup on High Low, and mm-hmm. Matt was directing. And then Mark, this DOP, Mark Nutkins, came in, and he just ran his crew. He talked to everyone, kind of what we were talking about earlier, nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very articulate in what he wanted got what he wanted out of them whilst having a laugh and you know he said to my sister like 9am that's going to be my cinematographer I like this guy a lot so I'm going to ask him at lunchtime he said yeah of course yeah send me the script because he'd worked on huge films just hadn't DOP'd his first feature yet right and so he's like yeah send me the script so he said I sent it he obviously you know he was like yeah I love it let's do this so that was the first piece of the puzzle I then spoke to some friends who you know helped me kind of put it together uh, and then I started speaking to cast. Obviously, I haven't spent 12 years as an actor. I knew mm. a lot of actors. You knew a few. So I was like, yeah. hey, buddy, I haven't asked you for a favour before. Um, <laughs> would you like to come in? But most actors are very happy. It's it's a feature film and it's, yeah. it's a good role. People go, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, yeah. And it, uh, so it was very, very nice that people, you know, came in. But then obviously, you know, I was asking my friends who were doing really well. Mm. So, you know, at one point we had uh, an actress attached to a part. She couldn't get, she had basically, she was going to uh, pay her own flight from South Africa to come back to London to shoot for two days on the film because she was shooting on Dominion, I think it was. Okay. And um, the, they wouldn't let her out of the contract. And so I was like, damn. Okay, so we recast that part, mm-hmm. uh, which was how Tyler came on board. Um, and she very kindly, I really hope the friendship worked through this, but cancelled her friend's wedding that she was a bridesmaid at. Uh, to come and film Um, (laughs) that's dedication isn't it I I really hope she's happy with the film I think she is she's told me she is have you cut her out Uh, no no she's in it she's in it I I made sure I kept all of her shots and so kind of built it that way like Tom Bateman who is a mate of mine we I was actually having a meeting about Hilo in the Curzon he was there. He's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? He's like, cool, cool, cool. Do you want a beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a meeting in like 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, me too. It's cool. Okay, cool. What are you up to? It's a meeting for my first feature. Man. Apart from me, I went, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. I'll send you the script tonight. He was like, yeah, cool, great. Amazing. Sent it over. He went, yeah, I'd love to do this with you. Cool. Okay. <laughs> That's how it works. It's, it is. It really is about who you know and yeah. who you meet along the way. Who and who's meet. then happy to, you know, jump totally. in and, and help you out trying. and stuff. We auditioned for the two leads and Matt and Lizzie came in. They were just uh, fantastic separately, but equally when you put them together, their chemistry was undeniable, really. I mean, they just had a real nice spark. 
on the dialogue, but equally when you're watching them off the dialogue and they're just talking to each other, you're like, great, this is fantastic. They're very believable as a couple, yeah. as an on-off couple. It's very believable. Yeah, and they yeah. both really love it. Again, that was the primary thing, is they're really lovely people. And we you know, got to be on set together for three weeks, which is great. And there's a whole scene in the film about, um, they start talking about Richard Curtis films mm-hmm. around the dinner table. And uh, when I, uh, she nearly killed me for this, but when I called Matt, I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, buddy. He was like, no. I went, ah, you got the part. <laughs> you know, and he was like, oh, you know, you get. And I was like, yeah, cool. So I thought it'd be funny to do this to Lizzie as well. <laughs> and Lizzie was like, what, really? And I was like, oh, no, this is really backfired. Um, no, you've got the part. I'm really sorry. She went, you son of a bitch. And I was like, what is this, X Factor? Oh, Jesus Christ, what have I done? She was like, it's funny because I was just at um, my Uncle Richard's house. And I was like, Uncle Richard? And she was like, oh, yeah, I never mentioned it because obviously you obviously really like Richard Curtis uh, in the audition. I didn't want that to play any factor in like up me auditioning. What? Uh, and I was like, and that's her uncle. And I was like, I had so much respect for it because I was just like, there are so many people who wouldn't like name drop or, you know, try and get something out of it. But she was just like, you know, nope, I'm going to either get this part on my own as an actress or I'm not going to get this part. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah, that's great. That's really nice that that ha- it's, it is nice yeah. that way, isn't it? And that's yeah. a really, you know, testament to her as a, as a human being. She's a really great person. And then so we got, had our actors and stuff like that. Money was, I mean, it's difficult. You're, yeah. Crowdfunding is a full time job for did you, any, you, anyone's going to do that. You did crowdfund this. We did, did crowdfund you, you did. Uh, maybe 6K of it, okay. I think it was, um, which basically paid for like, you know, uh, food uh, for everyone um, and a bit of travel for people. So crowdfunding is like, that's 24 hours a day. That's, you know, doing that. For anyone who's going to do that, try and get a team together. Don't do it on your own because I was just like knackered. Trying mm-hmm. to do pre-pre-production on the film mm-hmm. plus crowdfunding is like, <sighs> okay, cool. Uh, so we got a bit of that. We had a little bit of private investment, like a few K here and there. But basically everyone came on board kind of worked in kind for me you know mm. and uh it was either people i knew especially in the in the cast or it was um for the crew mark nutkins brought in because he'd been working for a long time and and basically built up hopefully the same the kind of same goodwill that i had uh with my guys so all this amazing crew came on board who had you know just finished missing impossible five and you know so on and so forth and they're like yeah of course it's it's nutkins i'll come in yeah, i'll do yeah, that yeah, for you yeah. originally we were going to have people do three days on three days off because we were like can only get these guys for a little bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. But after three days, it was really cool. We had um, a guy called Aaron Aaron Waters, AJ, as he's known, as part of the Waters family, who's, you know, they crew everything. They're an amazing family. And basically he said, look, I'm going to stay. I'm really enjoying it. I want to stay on the shoot. So basically we had primarily, we didn't have to do on and off. We had the pretty much same crew for three weeks. Um, Brilliant. Which was fantastic. So again, it mm. kept that nice family feel does you're in it together yeah yeah you're 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 trying to make something and digging in and deep yeah sort of going well how can we do this if something doesn't work and exactly yeah i mean it's it's a i mean that's the that's the the, i mean that's the primary thing that i tell anyone who if asks for any advice it's just if be nice if you're nice to people Mm. then when you do need something also don't ask for stuff all the time (laughs) like you know (laughs) if if you're going to make a feature you know really build towards making sure you call in favors or ask for stuff on this one mm. um, because you you do run out of, of goodwill after a while but just be nice to people I mean it's you know and then people will want to do stuff for you anyway 
Yeah, it's um, so important. Yeah. People like to work, don't they? I mean, yeah. I, I've asked you a couple of times to do stuff for... For sure, yeah, yeah. You know, and I always tell you to fuck off. Yeah, exactly, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I persuade him, and eventually... Yeah. Um, he regrets it. He, he forgets, forgets, and he does it again. It. <laughs> but it's true, it's like, we've talked about this before, building yeah. your crowd, building your team, and, mm. and if you're nice, you, you, it happens. Yeah. It, it all comes together, think, and people will work for you. Yeah, I think, I think if you're nice and you... you show that you're willing to put your time into it yeah and you stand behind then that's that's inspiring yeah. to other people right i mean that's yeah, yeah. i mean that's mm-hmm. the other thing is that you, you know i've done favors for people before and they, they don't do anything with the project sometimes and you're kind of like okay mm, yeah um <laughs> it's really good advice actually if you if you make something if you make a short film let's just speaking to the people out in tv land like if you make something, if you make a, a music video or a, a tv thing or like a a short film just get it release it because yeah. You might not feel great about it if it's your first thing, mm-hmm. but guaranteed everyone who put their time into it mm. is going to want to see it. And yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So even if it's for free, especially if it's for free, just mm. to thank everyone, get it out there. Yeah. That's, that's really it's great important. advice. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I must release that short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just reminded me. Uh. Well, actually, the, the Heart of the Forest, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we haven't released yet, it was the short we made yeah. before the dare. Has now just been picked up for distribution. Amazing. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, Didn't really good that. news. Yeah. So, did you know? Oh, that was oh, congrats. Congrats. <laughs> There you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that will be uh, released and available soon for people. So that's, oh, that's great. really yeah. good because you know, so I've given it to most of the crew have asked, but sure. some, some people haven't. So yeah, it's going to be nice to get that out there. Congratulations, Charles. Thank you very much. Yeah, very good. That's yeah. the thing is sometimes it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, sometimes, you know, if, especially if everyone's working for free and you're getting everything for free. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, we did a short film, I think, last year, which... It needs, it, we shot it all on tried to do a film all shot on the iPhone mm-hmm. um, like a short horror film it's like 15 minutes long you know but obviously sound mm-hmm. is woo well, so yeah. you know trying to get trying to get people to in their spare time do a bit of sound work on it so you can give it to people and say there you go we thank did you this. but yeah. also I mean equally that's the other thing is you don't want to give it to people when you're like this isn't finished yet because <laughs> uh, then they're like oh that thing I worked on yeah, this is well, not good. Well, that's also advice. <laughs> actually, don't give it when it's too early. Yeah, because sure. people always go, "Oh, let me just see a bit of it." Yeah, but and they actually, watch a bit, and then they'll never watch it again. No, certainly never give it to a sales agent or anyone important. Yeah, if it's your mate, all right, yeah. you can have a watch. First impressions are important. Though. Very important. Yeah. People yeah. just won't watch it again. No. They just don't. Can't be bothered. Got other things to do. I've seen that. Yeah, exactly. And they won't know it's the little tweaks you made. <laughs> no, they won't at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I have a question that I mean to ask. Um, what do you feel? You've obviously every project you do, you're going to learn something new. Um, which gets you into the, the next one. What do you? What have you learned from this feature that you're going to take on to the big one you're doing next? Oh man, so so everything. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fascinating because every day is a completely new learning curve of you know time management, people management. Um, you know what you can get in a day what you can't get in a day mm-hmm. were you producing as well i was producing so you were doing well, all yeah. Those things, yeah so it was you know at the end of the day it would be all the meetings with the producers to go through what we needed to do or you know what had been a problem no so you know if we had mm. any problems that had arisen you know and because everyone was working for free you know an actor might say actually you know i've now got this big filming job tomorrow and you're like right let's shift everything okay cool and you mm. shift everything last minute i think it's just which i think i was before but i've learned even more so it's just to be adaptable every shooting day is different it, it, it doesn't matter things if you prep it then you're going to be more prepared to adapt sure. if you don't prep it can be quite chaotic but i think preparation is just key in mm-hmm. everything i know sometimes you don't get the opportunity to do that but 
you know, I think now, well, generally I try and visualize everything like four different ways anyway, so that if there is an issue, you can go, okay, we cannot shoot this here. We mm-hmm. have to move it over here. And I think treating locations as you treat actors, you know, they can be adaptable. They can change to, you know, you can mold them to kind of what you mm. need them to. And, you know, uh, if you're very nice, a location will do what you ask it. But yeah, I think it's, it's the same thing as always. Just, you know, keep calm, be nice um, and get it done. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing just get your shots done make a day, uh, make a day. Yeah. every day it's the same with script writing you know finish it Yeah. you mm-hmm. know you meet people who are like I'm, st- I'm working on this script and I just start rewriting the first 10 pages and I'm like mm, never rewrite the first 10 pages don't read the first 10 pages just get to the end of the script it's true. and you have this thing in your hand and you've got like, an actual finished product yes Yeah. yeah. otherwise yeah. you're just consistently writing the first 10 pages over and over again and yeah. all you've got is 10 pages yeah. you're constantly telling people oh I'm writing a screenplay Yeah. rather than going I've finished a screenplay I'm just going to tweak it yeah. and actually you'll find I found this when I've got to the end and I've gone right. I've done that. It's terrible. I'm going to reread it. Yeah. It's actually not that. It's not bad. that bad. Yeah. It was all right. Cool. Yeah. Needs some work, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. That's always the nice thing, though. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you ever get the one where it's like that is worse than I thought. <laughs> then it's time. What to have start. I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I've written a masterpiece. <laughs> Send it to Paul Haggis right now. He's going to love this. <laughs> I think that's a really good point about making a day. I think that's something that's missed a lot in mm. education like uh, you know everyone's time is 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 important and costs money and if you yeah. if you're able to make the day as a director or a dp that makes you just as valuable if not more so yes. than it being beautiful exactly Obviously, that's the that's the goal but because there are people with mm. money in it there are people with lives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people with kids um and wives and husbands and you know that's again that's the other thing you know obviously if you're paying people even if you're paying people, goodwill will go. But if people are coming in to help you, goodwill will go if you're consistently running over. You know, I mean, there were times where, you know, a couple of days where, you know, we really needed to, we had one day with, for instance, we always had one day with the steady cam or one day with the jib or, you know, one day with the crane. You know, we put a lot of favours in for this. So we had to get it on this day. You know, when we did, um, uh, on the last day of shooting, because I had... All of the, like, Gethin, Tom, all these busy actors who were coming in who weren't the two leads Mm -hmm. for one day. Mm -hmm. And they have big scenes in the film. So I was shooting a whole dinner table sequence with five people. That's tough. Two-hander sequence with Gethin and Matt. And also them leaving the dinner table sequence, which originally was 38 shots. And we ended up doing it in a one-take, two-and-a-half-minute shot. Mm. Um, (sighs) So we could get it done. And send everyone home. Yeah, well, I noticed you did that quite a lot in the film. Mm. There's a lot of one takes. You're moving the camera quite yeah. a lot to make it look yeah. like there was different shots. To look like I really like that. Yeah, you did it with the opening shot, and you did a sort of lovely shot when the the lead couple were getting together. Yes, you sort of followed them around and came wide and came in close and moved around. Yeah, was that for time reasons or was it no, uh, the, a director choice? The five minute uh, opening five minute sequence was that was always the. Uh, a choice mm. um, and it was something I was very adamant that I wanted to get so I mean, cause, I mean we have a timer in the corner which is five minutes five minutes so, um, which doesn't start when he says five minutes I noticed that and I loved it yeah. I was like that's not started yet now uh, it's now started, started. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, and so that was the aim is to open it with again like we said in the beginning you know but open be ambitious even though you've got a small budget mm. um, you can still be ambitious with the shots that you do and the way you shoot the film so the idea to do a five minute one take shot whilst live music is happening with full dialogue through a party of people over four floors and timing it to exactly five minutes well it was tough but we actually only did it in i think eight takes okay so we got that in eight takes because it was like theater you know it was um mm-hmm. 
if one of the actors ad-libbed, I would say that's just put us 12 seconds over. So you need to take the ad-lib out. You need to shorten this gap here. You need to be doing this here. You need to be able here. So it was like, again, the training of directing theatre. It was like that. It was, you know, it's directing a theatre piece for five minutes. That's incredible. Um, Where were you when that was being shot? Were you in a little room? I was or behind you... the monitor. You're behind the monitor. Behind the monitor, uh, watching it. But I mean, behind the camera op, ba- Mark Bars, who did a fantastic job mm. of in that shot. We also had, um, obviously, sound. Mm-hmm. Um, we had focus puller. So there's three of them going upstairs <laughs> on this party and dancing with them and yeah, doing all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And we had a great focus puller called Luke Cairns. He's, he's wonderful. And uh, he had food poisoning that day. Wow. So whenever we finished the shot, he would lay down and, you know, he felt really ill. Oh, but as soon as that shot came in, he would jump up, bang, Pro. and that shot is yeah. never out of focus. No, it's beautiful. Not yeah, one time. It is, it is yeah. a beautiful yeah, opener. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, was, that was very much the way we wanted to open the film of being, okay, this is a small indie, but these guys are going to be ambitious with this and yeah. try and do something visually interesting. And you have. And even though you could have broken it up into different shots and done all that and taken your time, it would have taken longer, actually, yeah. to do that. And you've now got something you can be really proud of and yeah go, i did that and we did it actually on the heart of the forest we oh, did yeah. it out of necessity but but it actually worked really well for that same it reason it can be yeah it, it can be more time consuming sometimes but sometimes be, yeah but i think can it can win. say a lot as well i mean it's, yeah there's something to be said for you know breaking shots up or why you're keeping them as a one Mm-hmm. you know obviously the one uh, the two and a half minute one was that was necessity because we just didn't have the time to light and you know we run out of time and sure. so on and so forth would you like to you like to work it with your actors almost like a theatre piece you said there at the yeah. beginning I did the same on the dare I love doing that to sort of get the whole scene played yeah. out and then we can work out yeah. what's happening in there yeah you prefer that as yeah, well yeah I really yeah. prefer that and it's a, I think it makes it more interesting for the cinematographer as well because they're a part of it's not just saying up the shot it's a part of the narrative it's, it's making sure that the shot is a part of the storytelling not this is a beautiful shot sure. and I love beautiful shots but mm-hmm. equally sometimes you watch films and you're like oh, yeah it's lovely but I mean you know I can watch it, I can look at this in a gallery and it's yeah, beautiful it's, sure, sure. Um, but I don't understand what I'm getting from the story here yeah but you're right the camera can be a person and we talk about that a lot yeah, yeah, don't yeah, we yeah, yeah. it can take you out of it if, if it's mm-hmm. exactly I think yeah Deakins talks about this yeah you shouldn't do a shot just because it's beautiful exactly, it should yeah. be doing serving the story yeah, yeah I think that's good you should advice. do a scene just because yeah. you like the scene it's you know it's the kill your darlings thing you just go mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit the narrative or it doesn't if it jars the film or jars the audience out unless you're really trying to jar the audience out sure. for some reason lose but, it yeah we're doing that with the edit of it at the minute on the day and we've sort of to take things out except it's, it's all beautiful yeah. isn't it Jones? it is all so... beautiful um <laughs> but story-wise yeah you're right yeah, I, I love working with actors. I think it's stunning. I can see that you do too. Mm. You can really get stuff from it. And as long as you've got a great cinematographer with you who exactly, understands yeah. that and understands the world you're trying to create, which yeah. I have with Andy. Giles is gesturing towards me. Just yeah. <laughs> I, And I said you It's true, name, he is. So He's I, gesturing I, very heavily. Very heavily. <laughs> too, too heavily. <laughs> just calm down. Okay, guys, I'm still here. I'm <laughs> trying to get a favour. Wait. <laughs> do you feel there's a... Coming from an acting background, mm. uh, do you feel that's helped you understand... That must help you understand how the actors relate to directors? Yeah. Is there any have there been any situations where you you suddenly go, ah, oh, I get why that director was that way on that day, or I understand that note now? Or... Uh, I don't know, not 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 so much. I think, especially not on set. You just, as you guys know, you just have so much to think about mm. that actually trying to process anything anyone <laughs> ever did ever before this day uh, just doesn't enter my head. It's just like <laughs> too many other things. There's too many other things happening. Mm. Nothing else happened before this. 
this is it. Sure. Um, sure. And then when you finish the shoot, all that happened is this shoot. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't really. It's an interesting question. I've never really thought about it. But it's, but it's, it's helped you to understand actors, I guess. If if you if you yeah, working as an actor it helped me to understand. Well, it helped to understand how I'd like to be treated. Sure. Um, mm. So you know, I hopefully treat actors. The way I'd like to be treated, and I like to be treated quite nicely. Um, sure. Not like a huge piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> so try not to do that. Yeah, no one likes that. <laughs> Working with uh, Mr. Nutkins then, uh, talk us through that and the process with the the, the colours, your schemes, all that kind of stuff. What was uh, your process? Well, it was, it was really, it was great because, it, it, like I said, he it was very much collaboration between me and him. So it wasn't, you know, the director and the DOP. It was very much, what do we want to do? in this scene you know and I would say I'd like the shot and he'd like well let's talk about the colours let's talk about this and basically we wanted the film to look like it wasn't uh, obviously it's a new film but we wanted it to look like it had been around for a while like a a bit more of a vintage feel to it like a slightly 70s-esque colours so you know we weren't going for like neons and and stuff Mm. like that which is kind of the rage at the moment Um, so we wanted it to have like an old school feel um, cause obviously there's a few flashbacks and stuff in it. So we didn't want those to jar. We wanted them all to be basically the characters still from a, a childhood trauma. He's still stuck there. So we wanted to shoot it a little bit like this is, you know, this is the colors of where he still is. Sure. Um, and yeah, we only yeah. go outside once and that's when the color scheme really changes. Uh, and also, I mean, the film is basically the idea was to shoot it at some points. It's, you know, there's scenes where it's quite manic. There's scenes where it's like you're saying one shot. There's scenes where it's just back and forth. Very simple. There's scenes where there's literally no set dressing at all. And it's very clean and clear. And there's scenes where it's very cluttered and messed up. And the idea was to shoot the whole film structurally like one long a depressive episode so sometimes you'd come out of it and it's very clean and bright and the sun's out and sometimes it's horrific and dark and cluttered and you don't know how you're doing it and so the idea is that we were talking about jarring and, and stuff like that the idea was at certain points to jar a little bit with the colour scheme and um, the edit actually as well so it goes sometimes very from very dark and then suddenly it's like that oh, okay and you know some audience have come out and gone that was that was a bit like that whoa what happened there and I was like cool Good. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um, so, some advice then I suppose for uh, filmmakers people who haven't made one or have made one mm. working on a low budget film um, uh, I think it, one bit of advice to tell people is that um, before you start it seems like a huge huge job and it is a huge huge job but what you should do is sit down make a list of all the departments and then underneath put the names of people you already know who work in those departments um, and then suddenly you'll start to see okay i know people here 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 and here and it tells helps you what do i need to fill mm-hmm. same with equipment you know if you ask around on facebook or you know people you know who owns a camera who owns this blah blah blah. who owns this and suddenly people go blah blah blah, blah me 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 okay so that's the equipment i can get for you know as a favor for free mm-hmm. um actors you know who can i get who do i know locations where can I get already without, you know, I'm not going to set it in a castle. I don't know anyone with a castle. <laughs> so basically you just try and list stuff under everything, what you already have, and then try and tailor your whatever you're going to write towards that. So what will fit here? So then you're actually, it's kind of working backwards from the script, but it means you have everything in place already. So it's not as daunting a task of going, I need to find everyone to make this film. Great advice. I like that. So Hello Joe is out on the 24th of November. Mm-hmm. Where can people find it? If you go to rscreen.com, mm-hmm. obviously everything is .com. The screen is all there. Just type in Hello Joe and we have screenings. We have another one in London, in Fulham Broadway. Uh, we have Edinburgh, uh, Leeds, Liverpool, Hull. Uh, 
and I'm quite sure there's another one somewhere. Some other big um, cities. Somewhere. Yes, but they're all in the big cities, um, and you can book tickets there. They're selling really well, so if you want to grab your tickets, do grab them soon, because I think press kind of starts coming out now in which case um you know i've run out of friends to ask um, exactly, they've all bought yeah. their tickets They're now already and there. my mum's yeah. at every screening so you'll get to meet her um, are you going to be at most of the screenings as well i'm doing q and a's after all yeah. of them and some of them we'll have q and a's which will also include um the lead actors will include the cinematographer in some of them so it should be interesting yeah that will be i'll be putting all the links in the show notes which you'll be able to find the film there it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show where can people find you on social media what's your handle it's kermac82 is my twitter yeah, you were um, born? Yes, it was the year I was born. <laughs> That's how I get you know, credit card fraud, isn't it? Uh, you got to change that. Uh, Jesus. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, James Kermack on Facebook. I've got a, uh, you know, a, a business page for directing and stuff. So Perfect. Yeah, cool. Yeah, check out James Good there. Yeah. Uh, and Andy, where can we follow you? Uh, I am on Hypertext Transfer Protocol. www.fullstop35mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> D-O-P, full stop, C-O-M. Yeah, you were born, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Andy's got some amazing work on his website. Honestly, do check that out. There's, Thanks, dude. Do check out Andy's second season of Borderline 2. We've got some other our friends working that as well. Matt yeah. Smith, there's Z. Z, Susanna Skirtis. Um, Matt Welfare Matt as well. Welfare, Loads David of people. Elves, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good, all good people. Really good people. Um, I and, like and that. Dude, thank you. No worries. It's been really interesting. Thank um, you. Really so then you can follow us at Filmmakers Pod. You can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow The Dare at The Dare Movie. Um, if you have any questions for us that you want us to answer on the podcast, then please do email us in or find our Twitter and send us a DM there. Being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Thanks very much for coming, James. It's been a pleasure to have you here. No worries. Thanks for having me. Until next Tuesday, goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> See you later. <laughs>